Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. With me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Zirk. On today's show, we're talking Canada's history with the editor-in-chief of Canada's History magazine. They have an incredible project launching this week about the history of iconic Canadian songs, and we'll tell you all about it. Then we'll speak with Michelle Falk, the executive director of the Manitoba Association for Rights and Liberties, or MARL. She'll tell us about their mission and some very cool events that you can attend coming up in Winnipeg. And finally, we'll speak with Noah Ehrenberg, the convener of Community News Commons, and he'll let us know what's happening in Winnipeg through the lens of the citizen journalists reporting at CNC. All this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Good morning and welcome to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you on this fine July morning now. We're not in June anymore. This year is flying by. And we want to wish Canada a happy birthday on Friday, the 149th birthday for Canada. What did you uh, get up to on Canada Day, Robert? Um, I went down to the Forks to check out the fireworks, the live music. It's a great always day. A good, always a good place to go. The Forks or Osborne Village, you know, it's kind of the heart of Winnipeg, and I think it's a really good place to celebrate Canada's birthday. Why not? It's For good sure. times. Um, so today, speaking of Canada, Canada's birthday, we're going to be spending a, a lot of time talking about Canada and talking about Canada's history. So there are a ton of great ways to experience Canada's history. There's there's podcasts, documentaries, TV shows, TV shows, all sorts of things. Um, but today's on today's show, we're going to feature something that we thought that you, our listeners, would find absolutely fascinating. So here at River City 360 and also at CJNU, you know that we love music and Canada's History Magazine, which some of our listeners might have known under its former name, it used to be known as The Beaver, they're launching a brand new project where they're going to tell the story of some of the oldest and most important songs in Canada's history. Our first guest on today's show is Mark Colin Reed. He's the editor-in-chief of Canada's History, and he's going to tell us all about this project, all about the podcast, and uh, we're going to play an excerpt of the song that they're covering in the podcast. The song is actually from World War One and straight from the archives in Ottawa, and believe me, it is a dandy of a song. Speaking of dandy songs, it's not quite as old as World War One. Actually, it's not nearly as old as World War One. But we've got something from 1967 for you, seeing as how Canada Day was this past Friday. Here's the Sugar Shop with their song Canada, right here on River City 360. Oh, yeah. 
Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning. And we're now joined in studio by a very special guest. We have Mark Colin Reed. He's the editor-in-chief of Canada's History Magazine. Mark, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. So we brought you in today to talk about a very cool and exciting new project that you guys are launching, which uh, I'm, I'm excited to, for our listeners to hear about. But maybe before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about Canada's History Magazine um, and, the, and the history of that magazine. Sure, that sounds great. Well, uh, a lot of your listeners might remember Canada's History Magazine by our previous name, The Beaver. Absolutely. Uh, second to oldest magazine magazine in the country. We were founded in 1920 as an in-house newsletter of the HBC. And in fact, it's funny, I have a uh, copy of the original magazine on my desk. And the, the, the big news story is, is, is about HBC workers getting new tennis courts just up the street at, the, at the Bay Building. Um, and so uh, we publish a magazine about history, but we're not an academic journal by any means. We're for uh, every Canadian. We just basically are trying to bring stories about our rich history, um, whether it's stories about the Great War or stories about uh, fights for, for social justice and rights, like women getting the vote, or just a rousing story of New France or the War of 1812. And we basically publish six times a year, and we do it right uh, on uh, Portage. Uh, we're based out of the University of Winnipeg campus, and uh, yeah, we're proud to be a Winnipeg, Winnipeg publisher. So you are a Winnipeg staple, been around for a very long time. What, what's been the process like of re- the rebrand and sort of ch- transferring the, the rich history of the Beaver um, over to now Canada's history? Well, you know, it's it's. I know there was there's lots of people that still call us the Beaver. I mean, we we sometimes call ourselves the Beaver, um, but it's been great. Uh, you know, I mean, our society is called Canada's History Society, and uh, since the Beaver was first created, the society has grown so much. Um, we do a kids magazine called Kayak Canada's History for Kids, um, which is mostly uh, comic book uh, history. Um, we, we do the Governor General's History Awards where we take all of the best and brightest of, of uh, academic professors to kids at heritage fairs and we bring them all to Rideau Hall and we give them awards, sort of the Academy Awards of History. And so I think uh, that transition to Canada's History Magazine was more of a, of a realignment uh, to acknowledge the broader um, uh, host of things that we're doing. Uh, the Beaver Plus, really, is what nice. we're up to now. So what's, what's your history? Why did you get into this? Why is this a passion of yours? Well, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I'm actually a journalist uh, by trade. I was a newspaper reporter for years. I'm fr- originally from Nova Scotia, but like the, like every young Nova Scotian, I who they, we all dream of marrying a Winnipeg girl someday. So uh, <laughs> that's how I ended up in Winnipeg. I've nice. uh, been here about 10 years. Uh, you know, I, I love the city, and uh, I guess I was working in, in, for a news service here in, in the city, and uh, the opportunity to become the editor of The Beaver came up, so I threw my name in. Um, never really knew that I was a history geek, I guess. Okay. Um, but then when I think back, uh, I remember my grandmother, and she used to collect National Geographics, and she lived in this big old farmhouse in Nova Scotia. And uh, when I was little, I would go up and I would crawl up to the attic and I would read these beautiful magazines showing Egyptian uh, tombs or Viking, mm. Viking longships. And, and my imagination just soared. And so when I, I came on at the Beaver, um, you know, I was actually surprised at how engaging Canadian history is. It's anything but boring. I mean, it's just, I, I almost look back at my grade 10 history class and think, oh my gosh, you know, if only I had a time machine and it could talk to myself right. then and, and just remind kids, remind students and everybody, uh, all, all Canadians, that 
um, all history is is just basically the stories of of people who generally had lives way more interesting than us. Uh, life or death, you know, living in a sod house and hoping that you have enough firewood to stay warm, or 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 storming a beach in in, in Normandy in D Day. My gosh, um, just amazing stories. And so that's what we do is we try to turn people onto history and remind them that it's worth remembering. Well, it's important enough stories that they have been remembered, right? Obviously, they're remembered for a reason. Either they're valuable in the stories that they tell, or valuable in the in the uh, sort of how we got to where we are today. So it's kind of, it's just about how you tell it, really. It's not necessarily what it is. It's about how it's told. And I think Canada's history does a great job of of telling those stories in an interesting way that makes it relevant to today's audiences. Um, one way you're doing that is is through this new podcast that's being launched, where um, maybe just tell our listeners sort of the Coles Notes version of what this new project is, is going to be. Yeah, so uh, one of the things I really enjoy other than history is music. I, I used to play in bands when I was younger and... Um, you know, I've always, just, I still play instruments and I love music. So one of the things that's really cool about my job is I, I get to connect with other people with cool jobs. And so in Ottawa at Library and Archives Canada, and Library and Archives Canada basically is the repository of all of the important stuff that we need to save and preserve. Well, I got to take a tour one time and they showed me, took me to their special secret vault in, in, uh, in Gatineau, Quebec, um, where everything's like hermetically sealed. And if there's ever a right. flood, the whole thing goes up and lands on the moon, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. And they took me to the music room. And my gosh, for a person who remembers, you know, dancing to Chubby Checker on my mom's, uh, you know, hi-fi system that looked like a, like a coffee table that flipped up. Well, they had those types of record players. They had those old gramophones and they had these RPM machines. And so anyway, what they, what they let me know was that they are constantly digitizing music, old, old music, nostalgic music, and they're basically preserving it and putting it online for people to enjoy. But one of the issues is it's, you know, it's, it's on this government website and a lot of people don't know about it. Mm. And so I've been thinking for about a year or more, how do we bring this music to a wider audience? And so we, we struck upon this idea. It just came to me. Sounds like history sounds like history. What can we do with that? It was just kind of a cool term. And so I I contacted Library and Archives and said, what if we do a podcast? What if we, what if we take songs from your amazing collection and we'll talk to your musical archivist and dig deeper into the songs? Because every song probably has a story behind it. They're they're just so rich. I mean, uh, a lot of these songs are created in the age of storytelling. We talk about telling stories, whether on the radio to your listeners now or, or through books or magazines. Well, music tells stories. And I think, you know, um, the thing I really love about what I'm learning about these songs that we're going to be showcasing in our, our podcast is, um, you know, the, the feelings that come out in these songs. I mean, the people that are writing them are earnest and, and um, they're, not, they're not just trying to make, the, make a buck. Right. You know, cranking out the next Kanye West song. They're, 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 they care about what they're writing, and, and, and that's why they stand the test of time. Well, the first, I mean, we, we're going to play an excerpt from the first uh, song that's covered in the first podcast uh, in a little bit, but, I mean, it's a very heavy time period, right, that, that's being covered. And, and the artists of the day, obviously, were going through a, a wide array of emotions too and that's obviously captured in in these songs yeah no for sure so the, the song we're going to be listening to is it's actually you know it's funny because you say it's it's from the great war from world war one um and it was done by a fellow named gitz rice who was a lieutenant in the canadian military from new glasgow nova scotia and it's uh the music's by willie Eckstein, and the singer is a, a tenor named jeffrey o'hara from montreal uh, now you got to remember in world war one you got these guys in these horrible conditions i mean they all went over there thinking they'd be back uh 
be a grand adventure and they'd be back by Christmas. Right. Um, and then all those guys died. And so the, the guys that came in after them um, have been sitting in trenches for two, three years, um, you know, literally fighting over 150 yards of land. Um, and so wow. one of the things they tried to do was create songs that would raise your spirits. Okay. A lot of these songs um, would uh, talk about love loss. A lot of these guys um, left girlfriends or wives at home. And, and one of the things they were always worried about was, will you remain true? Hmm. Will you be mine when I get back? Will you still care about me? Will you me? still be there? Yeah. Will you still be there? You got to remember that they did. They couldn't just text their girlfriend right. and say, "Hey, the shelling's going to start in half an hour. I'll, I'll text you when I get back." It's a letter a month, if that. Probably. Oh, oh, exactly. You know, and and it's funny. I have a teenage son, and I mean, he can't even fathom what I'm saying no when kidding. I say these things. And so this song is called. Um, uh, Doughboy Jack and Donut Jill and it's about a doughboy which is slang for a soldier and he's meeting um, one of these donut girls which is like sort of a, a girl who would make the, the pastries uh, that, that tried behind the lines to try to feed the, the soldiers and he falls in love and so the whole song is almost this comical thing where he keeps saying are you going to be there will you, will, you know, will you wait for me uh, but, the, but you know the emotional resonance of, the, of, of that message to all the soldiers would not have been lost we, we kind of chuckle about it now um, there was probably tears in the rise when they were listening to it. For sure. Well, let's play, play, play a little excerpt right now. It's Doughboy Jack and Donut Jill right here on River City 360. All the soldier boys love the Salvation Army girls. And here's a little story a lassie told to me. He's from the east and I'm from the west and we met in the north of France. I was cooking donuts when he passed by, and he caught my eye by chance. I looked at him, and he looked at me, and we both knew right away that each was the one the other had waited for, and all the soldiers say, boy Jack, and Donut Jill, oh, will she wait for him? I'll say she will. Other girls he passes by, for she's the apple of his eye. And Donut Jill loves Doughboy Jack, and just as soon as they get back, they'll steal away on their wedding day. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you. And we are still talking with Mark Colin Reed. He's the editor-in-chief of Canada's History Magazine. And that song was Doughboy Jack and Donut Girl Jill, which is from the World War One, and it's going to be featured on a new pro- podcast project by Canada's History Magazine and the Canada's History Society. So, Mark, just tell us a little bit about this project. Um, who's going to be involved? You, you mentioned that it was the archivist for for the um, 
sorry. Uh, Library and Archives Canada. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so uh, what happened was I, I flew to Ottawa uh, last fall. It's been a year in the making. It's uh, been quite an, uh, you know, a, 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 a winding journey to get here. Sure. Uh, but now that we're here, we're really excited about it. And so it's basically our first episode is going to be launching on July 6th. Uh, coming up really soon and we're going to be launching a new episode or six episodes in the first season and we're going to be doing one per month um, and then we're going to go into recording for the second season cool um, and we're, we uh, because we're a, a national history society Canada's history society we're doing episodes in English and in French very cool and so and, and looking at different songs and so the first episode will be in English and then the second episode will be in French and, and we're going to alternate that way so we're going to build this repository of amazing songs uh, from, right. from uh, uh, both English and French Canada and also try to hit all the regions as well. We're going to be listening to sea shanties from Newfoundland. We're going to be listening to lumberjack songs from BC um, and, you know, uh, uh, tilling the prairie soil songs, you know, all those kind of things. Very so we're cool. really, really looking forward to it. Um, and you can go and find it. It's all online. It's going to be Canada's History, Canada with an S, history.ca slash sounds like history. So Canada's history.ca sounds slash sounds like history. Canada's history.ca slash sounds like history. Great. So what, what's something that you learned from this project that you would, that you never sort of knew about Canada or never knew about Canada's uh, musical history? Sure. I think what I learned when you, when you think about the lives we live today, we so much live in the moment. Everything, every, we all live in these little circles, concentric circles around us, and it, and, and it gets less important the farther away the circle gets, right? And so the same goes for our culture and our music. And I, I you know, again, I have a 14-year-old who thinks, you know, a lovely guy, lovely music he likes, and he thinks all of my music is horrible. And I would listen to music, and I'm sure my dad would look at teenage me and go, a gener- like, turn, turn that music <laughs> yeah. down. A generational thing. Generation, from, and yeah. my grandparents looked at, like, my mom's favorite music is Elvis. She'll get up and start dancing as soon as she hears Elvis. And my, I'm sure that her mom would say, turn that down. Right. But the one thing that we always forget, and what, what I'm reminded by here, is that music speaks to us all. Um, when it's done right and when it really, really hits home, it, it's an emotional um, uh, resonance. It's almost like that harmonic, when all the harmonics can come together and make that perfect, that perfect sound. Um, and if you t- stop and actually allow yourself to dive into this music, you'll realize that, that your resonance is the same as the resonance back then and that you can connect. And by listening to a song like uh, Doughboy Jack, um, you can live those emotions and it really makes history come totally vivid alive like an like a sonic time machine um where you can picture yourself in a trench um waiting for your loved one or picture yourself at home writing letters and sending care packages uh and never knowing if your loved one's ever going to come back and i bet you that the families of the afghanistan vets know what we're talking about here so yeah so i just hope that maybe it can get the same type of connection that uh that really that i've had and also thanks again to uh the archivists in uh in Library in Canada, our, uh, Libraries and Archives Canada, who I think probably have one of the coolest jobs in the world, which okay. is to basically live and love hi- music every single day. So are they doing this over the phone, or are they coming to Winnipeg? Or no, uh, we, fl- we flew to Winnipeg, yeah. Okay, and cool. we also, we have, a, uh, because we're a National History Society, we have a uh, 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 Jean-Philippe Proux um, is my uh, co-host, and oh, he's, cool. uh, he's doing the French podcast, so he's coming down from Fantastic. Montreal, and we're recording them. Generally, we record them uh, once a year in Ottawa, when we're there for our Governor General's History Awards. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically just when when you can truly capture something that's authentic and 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 
harmonistic, if that's a word, it, it, it really speaks, it crosses generational lines and crosses, you know, human lines. Anyone can really appreciate the, the, the concept of, of loss and the concept of un, being uncertain about your true love. And, and I really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing the rest of these podcasts and hearing all the stories because, uh, you know, every song is a story essentially. And, and, yeah. uh, I'm excited to hear from the, from these. So again, these are coming out July 6th. July 6th is the first episode and then it'll be, uh, probably first of the month for the next six months, uh, on a monthly basis. Oh, great. I can't wait to hear it. I, I hope our listeners can hear it. We'll, we'll also post a link on our website as well. So if you're looking forward to it, July 6th, uh, Canada's history will be launching this brand new sounds of history. Sounds like history. Sounds like history. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mark, for talking to us today. Mark Cullen-Reed is the Editor-in-Chief and Director of Canada's History Society. Thank you very much for coming in. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks, Nolan, and thank you to Mark for joining us today. Stay tuned to River City 360 in the upcoming months, because as Mark said, every month they'll be releasing a new episode of their podcast, Sounds Like History, on their website, which you can visit at www. Canada'sHistory.ca, and right here on River City 360, we're going to bring you a preview of each episode, much like what you just heard today. I can't wait to see what Mark and his team at Canada's History are coming up with. It's a fantastic project, and we absolutely urge you go and check it out on July 6th. Again, the address is Canada's History. Coming up after the break, Michelle Falk, Executive Director of MARL, or the Manitoba Association for Rights and Liberties, Liberties, will join us in the studio to tell us all about MARL and their mission to support and celebrate human rights and liberties. But first, here's Robert Goulet with If If Ever I Would Leave You, right here on River City 360. If ever I would leave you, it wouldn't be in summer. Seeing you in summer I never would go Your hair streaked with sunlight Your lips red as flame Your face with a luster That puts gold to shame But if I'd ever leave you How could it be in autumn, how I'd leave in autumn, I never would know, I've seen how you sparkle when fall nips the air, I know you in autumn, and I must be there. And could I leave you running merrily through the snow Or on a wintry evening when you catch the fire's glow If ever I would leave you, how could it be in springtime Knowing how in spring I'm bewitched by you so Springtime, summer, winter, or fall. No, never could I leave you.
Good morning and welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you, and we are now joined by Michelle Falk. She's the Executive Director of the Manitoba Association for Rights and Liberties. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. Winnipeg is kind of a center for human rights. There are all kinds of organizations that are working in that field. Last week we had Christy McLeod on the show from the Human Rights Hub. And Marl works in that area as well, one of the organizations that you can find via the Human Rights Hub. Tell us a little bit about what Marl does for those of our listeners who aren't as familiar with the organization. Yeah, so uh, Marl, which is uh, an acronym for the Manitoba Association for Rights and Liberties, we're a small local provincial-based organization that works mainly with uh, education about human rights in Winnipeg and the wider province of Manitoba. So how we do that is through educational workshops about human rights on a variety of topics um, for kids in schools, and also we have groups um, in universities, and we also run a variety of community events for people people um, of all age groups. Um, So it's anywhere from a film festival that we have every spring, and we also do a ethics um, ethics slam and ethics cafes and which are really great. So yeah, so we're working really hard on keeping busy. So you mentioned an ethics cafe. What does that exactly entail? The ethics cafe is a new initiative that we just started in the last year. So we've been running the Ethics Slam for the past couple years, which is kind of a formal debate at the King's Head where teams um, will pre-register and they'll get questions in advance. And it's these hypothetical ethical situations and they're supposed to come up with a debate. But what we found is that people in the audience would get so engaged um, and they would have these really great discussions at their tables, but then they didn't have an avenue to express their thoughts. And so we started the Ethics Cafes. We have them every couple months at the tallest poppy on Sherbrooke Um, and it's a really great way for people to get together in their groups and and sometimes they come alone and they make new friends while they're there and it's these different themes that we have Um, so our last one was the ethics of technology so we asked questions about you know like how does technology affect our lives like what can we use robots for and what are the ethics of that and and so it was a really great discussion that we had I'm sure there were a lot of thought-provoking debates that came out of that. Mm -hmm. One of the other events that you coordinate is Multiculturalism Day here in Winnipeg, which took place last Saturday. Tell us a little bit more about what Marl did to celebrate that. Yeah, so uh, we've been throwing Multiculturalism Day for the past couple years as a way to celebrate Manitoba's cultural diversity um, and multicultural heritage. And so we do different performances and workshops for kids of all ages and everyone in the community to come and and learn more about, um, about their communities and about different cultural backgrounds in the province. Um, so this year we had some, some crafts and games and, and workshops and kids learned how to how to play the drums and djembes and there was uh, they made little soccer balls out of paper and because of the euro cup but yeah and marl's also working with youth through the youth leadership and social justice program Mm -hmm. what are some of the projects that youth have completed through that program we sort of encourage uh, high school students to come up with what they are passionate about and uh, so sometimes it's anti-bullying initiatives and sometimes they want to help Uh, other kids in other countries and so we work with them to come up with a human rights campaign um, and come up with a project plan for how they can 
help people in these communities and how they can become leaders in social justice, as, as the name suggests. One other thing that I wanted to mention was your presence on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Here at the Winnipeg Foundation, we actually joined Instagram about a couple months ago. Yeah. You have an interesting photo series with the hashtag Marl Matters. Tell us a little bit more about that series and how it got started. Yeah, um, well, we were we have a strong social media presence on Facebook, um, and we share articles that we find around the internet about human rights in the province. Um, and we found that Instagram is a really popular medium for for communication but the challenge with instagram for us is that we're working with ideas and events and we're a really small organization so there's not a lot of things that are visually interesting happening in the office on a day-to-day basis and so we were trying to think of what we could do for an instagram campaign that would be visually appealing and interesting Um, so we were inspired by the uh, humans of new york campaign where uh, the photographer goes around and takes photos, portraits of people, and then listens, and then kind of asks them questions, and then they tell their stories. So we wanted to do something similar to that with people in the community, and we asked them, why does human rights education matter to you, and why does Marl's work matter to you? Um, And so that project is led by a volunteer, uh, Danielle Fenn, who's a fine arts student at the University of Manitoba. So she's been doing a really great job uh, putting that together for us. Yeah, even though it's a it's an Instagram campaign, we take the photos and we share them on our Facebook and Twitter. And a lot of our projects are youth focused. And so we really wanted to reach out to them and, and get more people interested in what we're doing. Is there a particular photo or story from the campaign that stands out as one that you could share with our listeners as an example? So our first one was Sara, who is a student at the University of Manitoba. And her quote is, she likes to exercise an open mind and says, let me at least listen to the person who is opposing me. Let me listen to the person who has different opinions than I have. And maybe this different thing can make me think and put me in the realms of that I've never dared to step in. So the purpose of the project um, and the stories is to talk about people in the community. Uh, We find, especially working with high school students, we find that there's this idea that human rights happens elsewhere. And, you know, like, oh, you know, we're so great in Canada because we're an industrialized nation and we're we're wealthy and we have lots of uh, privileges here. But um, that doesn't speak for everyone in the community. So we really wanted to highlight how people, how Human rights matters to Manitobans in particular. And, you know, different people in the community are thinking about human rights. They're struggling with human rights in different ways. And so we wanted to highlight those stories. That's excellent that there are so many ways in which you're able to create a dialogue surrounding these issues, which are important to mm-hmm. all of us. If people are interested in learning more or if they'd like to volunteer, how can they get involved? Yeah, well, we have our website is uh, moral.mb.ca. And we have a contact us button on the website. And so uh, it sends me an email. And so they can reach out to us through there or through our Facebook page. We have, uh, we're taking a bit of a break over the summer, but just kind of planning and organizing. But our next event will be Ethics Cafe on September 29th at the Tallest Poppy. And the theme of that will be the ethics of sports. It's going to be fun. Very cool. All right. Thank you very much for joining us, uh, Michelle Falk, Executive Director of the Manitoba Association for Rights and Liberties. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning. And we're now joined in studio, as we are almost every week, by Noah Ehrenberg. He's the convener of Community News Commons. Noah, thanks for joining us. Hello. It's great to be here. How was your, uh, how was your Canada Day weekend going? Terrific. Good? That's awesome. good to hear. Um, so every week we like to talk to you about what's happening in Winnipeg through the lens of the citizen journalists at Community News Commons. Now, anyone can be a citizen journalist, so how, how can our listeners get involved if they, if they enjoy writing or just want to tell a story? It's easy. You just go to communitynewscommons.org, or the shorter address is cncwpg.org, and uh, there's a little link at the top of the right-hand side of the page. It says become a citizen reporter. There's also a little register link, so you can choose between those two. They're both the same. They take you to the same place, and it takes a minute to register, and then you can start writing stories. These are multimedia stories, so you can take photos, you can record some audio, video, write an article, and I'm there to help you uh, on a regular basis throughout the year uh, when it comes to how to best tell that story. And we publish it on CNC. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So what? What's? give me an example of a story that's up there right now. Well, actually, uh, there's a very exciting um, sort of series of stories up there right now, and it has to do with the question, what is one thing that would make our community better and why? Okay. Okay, and what we did was we set up a video booth in Millennium Library on the main floor, and this is a a booth that records the answers, and uh, people come in and and basically give us their ideas. There's a a camera? There's a camera in there and a little computer, and they record the answers, and then we take those answers and we publish them on CNC. Oh, cool. And so for the next, uh, I would imagine, several days, probably several weeks, or maybe even months, we're going to have a lot of answers for sure. To that question. Where can they go? They, well, they just go to the Millennium Library. Okay. And it's right on the main floor. As soon as you walk in to the, just past the the, uh, the checkout uh, stands there, as you walk in, that's uh, where the booth is. And the question that, um, that uh, like I say, that we're asking uh, right now is, what is one thing that would make our community better and why? And some of those mm-hmm. responses are really, really cool. And we are publishing them now. So there's oh, a cool. few of them up there now. Uh, it, as well, that question will change. Uh, over time, we're going to ask another question that Manitobans and Winnipeggers are thinking cool. about, and we're going to move the video booth from uh, okay. around the city and around the province. Gives people a chance to have their 15 minutes of fame. It, well, it's not 15 minutes exactly; it's a couple of minutes or less. Or? Okay. But uh, uh, no, I have to. I, I I must say that this is a joint project that uh, we're doing with Alliance Française du Manitoba because their side of the booth is called Le Pomatant, and essentially what that does is it allows people to record a um, French language poem oh, uh, of okay. their choice, uh, either something that they come in with, or there are some poems available. And uh, just uh, cool. outside the video booth, they go in, they read the poem, and uh, we can publish those as well. Now you can also read a poem in English uh, okay. or in uh, some other language. Very so. cool. So if you're a French poet, an English poet, <laughs> you don't even have to be a poet. You just uh, just want to read it. Yeah. Very cool. So go on down to the Millennium Library and uh, tell CNC what you think, or ask ask the question: How can you improve? Winnipeg or what was the question the question is what is one thing that would make our community better and why okay, and some perfect. of the answers are great you know like there's uh, one gentleman that talked about the fact that we should get to know our neighbors mm-hmm. we should have more block parties we should basically come together as a community and do more community service as a group like as a collective yeah, you can't argue uh, with that for sure and then there's another woman that talks about getting youth involved and and uh, basically you know um, bringing art into a mm. number of different activities that we do her, her, cool. her view is that art will save our community 
So um, I'm really excited about this project. It's the CNC video booth. We call it uh, Express Yourself is the name of the booth. And uh, like I say, just go to the Millennium Library. It's there. It'll be there for probably another couple of weeks, and then it's going to move on to another location. Very cool. So go on down and have your say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so up next, I understand there is a very uh, handsome new writer for CNC <laughs> that uh, has Good thing you're in radio, man. That has submitted a story. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I tell you, this was a story by you, Nolan, yes, and uh, I was really, um, really impressed that uh, that a you went out to Show Lake uh, First Nation, Show Lake Forty, uh, which is um, uh, just on the Ontario Manitoba border, and uh, you went there this this past week and you wrote an article That's about right, why it's difficult to be proud. Uh, to be Canadian, and so um, I was really happy to publish that, and uh, and I think our listeners will be really happy to to read what your experience was like. Yeah, I'm uh, so basically earlier this week, uh, just about a week ago now, I got to go um, with the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce uh, with Dave Angus and Wendy Stephenson to Show Lake Forty. And for those that don't know Show Lake Forty, it is where Winnipeg gets its water and has for almost a century, and they are living in some pretty tough. In a pretty tough situation, um, not very good septic system, not very good uh, garbage disposal system. Uh, their children are forced to move away to go to school when they're 13 or 14 years old, and and the the community is really struggling out there. Uh, there has been a plan to fix. Uh, or build Freedom Road, which will give them access to uh, Winnipeg a lot easier. As of right now, they have to take a barge just to go get groceries or just to basically leave the island. Um, and yeah, so you can visit or visit CNCWPG uh, and read my article. I hope uh, you enjoy it. It, it was very uh, cathartic to write, Very a very good experience because I had a really rough time kind of learning firsthand what the struggle that that these people are going through and until you really see it firsthand you can't uh you can't really i did my best to to explain what it was like but uh yeah check out the article on cnc cncwpg.org yeah and these are very difficult situations that uh, that are uh, across um different um first nations right. in, in canada it's not just show lake 40 you know there's uh, I, I think upwards of 150 boil water advisories in uh first nations across canada so right. the situation is is critical it has been like that for a long time but you know uh i think the first step is to is to find out what's going on in these places For and sure. to uh, to feel hard about it, to feel bad yeah. about it, but then to turn around and to say, you know what, there is something that we can do about this and uh, we, we can bring some sort of justice to a place like a show like uh, number 40. Absolutely. Well, you know what, let's, let's turn things, let's turn these frowns upside down and exactly. let's, let's end, let's end today on a, on a high note. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Every week I like to ask you to bring us a local artist or musician and, and show our listeners something they may, Maybe haven't heard before, but probably should. So what have you brought for us this week? Well, I think uh, it's appropriate this week. I thought we'd go to Donna Merrill. Okay. And uh, Donna Merrill is, uh, is a well-known um, uh, singer-songwriter uh, in uh, here in Winnipeg. And um, he was part of the birthday bash uh, over on July 1st on Canada Day. And uh, he was playing with um, on the festival stage with the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. So if you got a chance to catch him there, it was uh, that was a real treat. Uh, that performance is part of a real busy year for uh, for this acclaimed uh, singer songwriter. Um, he just landed two Juno nominations this year uh, for his latest album that's called Refined, and uh, he's going to uh, 
um, oh, he also earned a nod for Aboriginal Album of the Year at nice. this fall's Western Canadian Music Awards. Um, he's on his way across the country. He's got a cross-country tour coming up, so he'll be back through Winnipeg uh, pretty soon. And uh, I uh, would highly suggest that you're... I would highly recommend that you uh, that ch- you would check them out. Uh, so I'd like to uh, feature Don Amaro's tune called Twilight Hour from his album Refined, right here on CJNU 93.7 FM, River City 360. I wish that I could relive some days Make all the right moves, all the right plays Stuck on this one-way track, this roller coaster. Don't ever let you go back. Slow down this ride. I wanna take my time. I wish the sunset would last all night long. There's nothing else I need than you here with me. And this twilight hour plays a captivating song. And this twilight hour is right where I belong. I can't believe how fast time flies. That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much for listening and a huge thank you to all of our guests for talking to us today. If you want to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes or subscribe to our podcast, you can visit us online at rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with CJNU 93.7 FM. And we'd absolutely love to hear your feedback about anything we featured on the show this week. If you have song requests or even a topic for a future show that you think we should cover, let us know. Leave us a comment on our listener line. That number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. Again, let us know. Give us your feedback on the show this week. So again, that's 204-944-9474, extension 360. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching at RiverCity360 on Twitter or RiverCity360 on Facebook as well. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for RiverCity360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a great Sunday. This twilight hour is a captive